Hi, Whitney. Welcome. Hi, Mina. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. So uh, just like always, um, we, uh, Whitney and I met online about maybe two minutes ago. So <laughs> we didn't want to start the conversation or talk earlier on because we really wanted to get to know each other and record it for everybody. So Whitney, tell me about yourself. What do you do? So I actually did my undergrad at the University of Guelph. Um, I did a Bachelor of Engineering in Biological Engineering, and I also actually did a minor in business as well. Um, my undergrad had the co-op option, so I did that, and I gained some work experience in automation, um, in the environmental industry, and the food industry as well. And now I'm actually currently doing my Master's of Science in Management Analytics at Wilfrid Laurier University. So it's kind of that master's is like data analytics, data science kind of related. So a lot of like machine learning, but also a mix of like business aspects together. So tell me about your co-op position. Like is, was this your first, so you go to high school and then you go to university and is that co-op position your very first like professional work experience in the field of engineering? Yes, so my first co-op was after second year. Okay. Um, Wait, so did you graduate in four years or five years? Five years. So with if you do co-op, then it's a five-year program. Okay, okay. Mm -hmm. so, uh, you, you, two year, you study for two years, you, you work for a year, and then you come back after your... So it's kind of like, it's a weird schedule where it's like you do school for two years, and then the summer you have four months, and then you kind of go back to school and like go back and forth between working and school oh. in order to fit it in within the five years. So you're a perfect mix of U of T and Waterloo because <laughs> U of T, what, have, what they do at U of T is you can, they call it PEY. So you study for three years, take one year to go work, and then you come back and then you finish off your fourth year. So that's the five-year program. And then Waterloo, it has that co-op program where you work for four months, study for four months, work for four months, study for four months. So in Guelph, you, mm -hmm. kind of, you do your studying for two years. And then you have that on and off, like the switch between work and uh, school, right? Yeah. From third yeah. to fourth year. Okay, that's really cool. And tell me, tell me about your first day at work, like uh, your co-op position. Like, describe it to me. What was going on in your head? What happened? Who'd you meet? I was super nervous because it was like my real like professional job. Like, obviously, I had other jobs in high school, like like sixteen year old jobs. But um, then when I finally got into the workplace, I was just really curious, like, what was it going to be like? Um, in terms of like the things I was going to be doing. And actually my first co-op term wasn't really specifically related to biological engineering. It was more like mechanical and electrical. So that was another thing that scared me. I was like, am I going to be able to pick up on these concepts because it's not like super related to my program. Um, but I ended up really enjoying that co-op term. It was definitely one of my favorites. Um, and just like going into the workplace, I was nervous, like what, is it going to be like like they say it's typically male dominated and so i was thinking is it going to be all males am i going to be the only female but it was actually like a good mix um there were more males and females but it was it was a good mix a good mix and you were there for the first four months of summer right yes i was and what were like what did they make you do because the, four months is such a short period of time right like you barely get to know the real stuff that goes on in companies and the real projects but what were your, some of your responsibilities in those four months? 
Yes, yeah, so I was actually a quality control coordinator. Um, so I dealt with all like the non-conformance items and dealing with all the different vendors um, and shipping all these non-conformance items back to the vendors if they were damaged or um, something wasn't working anymore, I would ship it back. But also on like new incoming items that were coming in, um, typically there were mechanical parts and electrical parts. I would have to um, inspect them and compare them to like SolidWorks drawings to make sure everything was like connected properly and that it was manufactured um, the way the SolidWorks drawing said it was supposed to look. And did you know how to read drawings? I did, but I wasn't amazing at it at first, so I was a little nervous, but I think over time, like as I practiced and as like the months went on, I got better. <laughs> yeah, because I think one of the really, really important things that a lot of students or new grads don't know is how to read drawings, and it's it's a lot more common than you think. I remember, because my first job was in civil, and it's so overwhelming, especially bigger projects, like the the drawing packages are <laughs> this thick, right? It's drawing. And then you have to like refer to this detail and that detail. So it takes a while to get used to it. So you had, like you were very familiar with it, but then experience taught you how to do it better. Yeah. Right? Yeah, okay. sure, sure. So you went through your first co-op and then you did biomedical. Tell me about you. Biological. Bi sorry, biological. <laughs> and then yeah. you got a minor in business. Has that helped you at all in your career so far? Uh, yeah, the minor has definitely helped because that's what kind of pushed me to do a master's that was more business oriented. Um, because I did the minor, and I thought, okay, it's good to have a mix of not only engineering, but having an understanding how businesses run and like the business aspect to it. And I really enjoyed the courses that I took. I took like finance, accounting, economics, those types of courses, and I really enjoyed them. So that's why I kind of wanted to pursue a master's that was kind of related to that. So having these like you you're saying that like you wanted to have this background information about business and finance and because and you decided to go into the field of engineering do you envision yourself like what do you envision yourself doing in the future or are, do you have that 10-year goal set out for you or are you just kind of taking it year by year and taking it you know slowly step by step what's your what's your vision for your career um, it's hard to say what exactly I want like it's hard to pinpoint just because I know like I've had so many different and like a variety of experiences in different industries like who would have thought like a biological engineer would be working in automation or things like that so I kind of just like go with the flow and like even with this master's it can take me a different route maybe not specifically biological engineering um, but more like the data analytics data science um, route. What made you even go into biological engineering in the first place? I liked how it was very open and it was more of like a broad type of engineering. Like, you know, mechanical, it's like, okay, you typically work like with automation or like other types of like mechanical jobs. But with biological, I found there were like a lot of options. So I remember when I went to well for like the open house, I remember talking to this girl that was actually in biological engineering. And she kind of told me like what it was all about and what types of jobs you could get. And she explained to me like, oh, you could get jobs in like the food industry. Um, you can get environmental type jobs. You can get biomedical type of jobs. So I thought it was kind of like a good opportunity to like explore different avenues and have those doors open for me. So you went to an open house at Guelph. Was it because your high school pushed you to do it or did you, did you decide to do it? What made you do that? 
Uh, so it was me. So I was kind of like trying to see in grade 12, like what university I wanted to go to and what I wanted to study. And so I kind of just went to Guelph one day and just talked to the people there. And they really convinced me that like Guelph was an amazing school and that the engineering program was amazing. And that just like, I was like, this is the one I'm picking this one. <laughs> nice. So they, um, I like that you did your research. Um, a lot of high school students are in that struggle where like they don't know what to study and I really like what like your situation because you started out from one thing so you started out with um, biological engineering and then you ended up getting a minor in business which is also helping you in your master's degree right now yeah kind of like maybe what you initially thought isn't like or maybe what you're going to end up doing in 10 years isn't going to be what you envisioned in when you were in high school right yeah exactly but it's kind of just slowly evolving into something that you're just taking it kind of slowly step by step yeah for sure like I never thought I would do a master's like going through my undergrad I was like no there's no way I'm doing a master's there's no way and then I ended up like come the time and I'm like I'm gonna do master's (laughs) and how is that so um you went you got you went into your master's program right after undergrad Yeah, so I actually graduated last April, and then I started my master's in September, and then I finished this August. You finished this August? Yes. Oh, wow, exciting. And it's very back-to-back. Are you tired? Like, do you feel like you're tired of school? Yes, I think I've hit that point where I'm like, okay, I think I'm done. I'm ready to work and actually start my career. (laughs) Mm, Yeah. And how was the process of getting into your master's program? Because I know a lot of people when they're reaching like end of fourth year or fifth year or like their end of their undergrad, um, it's always that, okay, so should I continue studying or should I go work now? And there's a lot of pros and cons to both. Like, I don't know, mm-hmm. you're going to be making money when you're working, but at the same time, you're going to be, you know, getting your master's degree, which is very valuable. So yeah. what was that pros and cons list for you? And what made you decide to continue into uh a master's degree well when I was like towards the end of my degree I didn't feel ready to just start working and for the rest of my life so I kind of like just did some research on maybe I should do a master's program and I kind of did some more research on that and I thought okay maybe one or two more years of school it's it's not the end of the world um, and I also just love learning so it's just like it's not really a con I don't see um, it's more like an advantage where I'm learning, but I also can increase my potential, open different avenues, um, and maybe even potentially increase my salary in the future by having a master's as well. And it's a great time to do that too, right after undergrad, because you're still in school mode, you know? Like once you start working, like I cannot, like I, I didn't get my master's degree. I went straight to my first job after undergrad And ever since then, I just could not imagine going back to school and studying because I'm so out of that zone. But good for you. Like you stuck to it and um, you pulled through and then now you're, do you feel ready now to go start working? Yes, I do. I'm so excited to just start, start my career, start working, making money. (laughs) So before we start talking about like what you're planning to do, because you're finishing this August. So I want to ask you about like what your plans are for um, September this year. But before that, what was what was the difference between your undergrad experience and your master's degree experience? It was a pretty big difference, actually. Like 
not only because my master's is all online, but even in terms of like the class sizes and the different types of people that you're meeting, um, like in engineering, obviously there's a lot of large classes, like a couple hundred people, whereas my master's program is like a really tight knit group. There's only 10 of us. So it's really easy to like get along with everyone, like work together in groups. And it just, it just makes it really easy to get to know other people and also seeing people coming from different backgrounds. So not everyone in my program came from engineering. A lot of people came from business. They came from computer science, HR, like there's a whole range of people and just seeing how like these skills mesh together in these groups. Um, I really enjoy that. Okay. So you really like the intimacy and like the smaller uh, intimate environment of getting like the math, like, of learning rather than having yes. a, being in a class of like thousands of other students in yeah. undergrad yeah like you really get to know the profs really well too and like I know a lot of the time in undergrad where like there's such these huge classes like people get intimidated to like go up to a prof and like ask questions I know I felt like that for sure but I now that, that it's person like, yeah <laughs> I was like that too but now that it's such like a small class and there's a lot of participation as well in masters so like all the courses have some sort of participation aspect to it, which I think is really good. So then people can give their ideas and kind of swap ideas with each other. I like that. I like that a lot because yeah, the first, I want to say like solid first two years of my undergrad, I never went to any office hours. I never like stayed after class to ask a question, even though I had thousands of questions after a lecture. <laughs> oh, me too. <laughs> um maybe with my TAs a little bit because again like when we had um what did we call them uh like oh, oh my god what were they called like those sessions you had with your TAs oh what seminars tutorial no tutorials tutorials Tutorial? oh, tutorials yeah, yeah. tutorials yeah. right yeah, yeah. wow <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't been that long I don't know <laughs> I graduated in 2014 so <laughs> um oh, wow. yeah um 2014 right yeah yeah 2014 and um so like maybe like during tutorials I would interact with the TAs a little bit but mm -hmm. def it definitely took me a while to warm up to the idea of like going into a professor's office and yeah admitting that I don't understand something and asking them a question right yeah it, it took guts for me definitely yeah what's one thing that or two things that so you've been, you've been in a very academic environment for a while now, right? But what's mm -hmm. one thing that school didn't teach you and you learned on your own through like your experience or your interactions? I would say, well, school, obviously, like you want to do well in school and everything. But I feel like the most important thing is to be well-rounded and have things that you enjoy in your own time to do. Like maybe it's working out, playing sports, hanging out with friends. You always need to I think you need to make time for those things. So it's not just strictly academic and like getting good grades. Like you need to have that social aspect in order to, well, in general, just make university experience fun. But also it takes your mind off things. You don't want to just constantly be staring at your screen or like always doing homework. Where does your social circle come from? Is it mostly from work or from like before? Who's in your circle? Well, a lot of the, so I actually lived in an engineering cluster in residence in first year. 
So I found that was super convenient. <laughs> did you do that too? No, but I was always jealous of no. people who did because I lived, I had to commute from home, but you all seem oh. so like intimate and tight with each other. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Like that was, the, I think that was like the best part about it was getting to meet those people that are actually in your program, making those friendships with people that last throughout university. And I feel like once you like, have one group of people then you'll just be exposed to more people more people and then you just expand your social group there <laughs> right and from your that social group are you talking about like those were you met them in undergrad right yes yes and how many like not exactly how many but like what percentage of them would of them would you say uh continued getting their master's degree and what per- percentage actually went into uh working oh that's a tough one i think more people went to start working than go into their master's. Like I know only a few of my friends went to go pursue their master's after, but a lot of people went to just go into the workplace. But I also know people that they go into the workplace and then like maybe a year or two later, then they decide to pursue their master's. Yeah. Even thinking about it myself from the people that I knew, I would say almost 50-50. Oh, really? about yeah I would say like about like just from the people that I interacted with yeah. me not the entire class <laughs> but um yeah like a lot of us just went straight into work and then and yeah 50 50 it was 50 50 which is interesting because yeah. they either but they did it right after school were very few like went into work and then went back to school again yeah um unless like some of them maybe they went into work and then they saw how valuable valuable it would be to get their master's degree maybe it really helped on um getting more job opportunities moving Mm -hmm. up in the company promotions and things like that because obviously it helps a lot um and maybe those reasons or maybe they just like wanted to learn more yeah i know a lot of companies like if you go and work for them, sometimes they'll help you even pay for your master's exactly. as well. So exactly. it's a bonus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever, so since you're so, uh, you have such a, you have a interest in business as well. Um, have you ever thought about getting your MBA? I thought about it, but then I realized that this master's is kind of like similar, like not, I guess not really, but I know in the courses that I take, a lot of MBA students also take these courses. So I'm like, so I don't think it would be as worth it to do my MBA on top of this, but I wouldn't be opposed to it in the future. Right. Mm -hmm. That's good. You got the best of both worlds right now. Yeah. yeah. And describe your master's degree program for me, like describe what you learned and what advantages it had for you. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of like data analytics we do, like analyzing large sets of data, finding trends in the data. Um, doing a lot of predictions with machine learning. Um, it's also a lot of statistics, um, which I didn't expect it to be, but I guess with machine learning, it is a lot of stats. And I wasn't, I wasn't too fond of stats in undergrad, but now that I've had more experience with it, now I'm more of a fan. <laughs> yeah, that's, it's like, a, it's a good mix of business. Like you do like financial analytics, accounting analytics, supply chain analytics. Oh, 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 so, okay, so maybe I didn't understand it correctly. So let's say you have uh, something and you're, and you're running tests on it. It's not like technical data on the machine. It's like you do the business analytics side of it as well. Yeah, like, let's say, for example, um, you take a company's data, um, you analyze it, see 
like the trends in the data and maybe try to help the company reduce costs or increase revenue and things like that. So kind of it's business strategy. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, a lot of engineers or um, people who graduate from engineering go into business consulting. I've seen this trend. A lot of them go to Deloitte, a lot go mm-hmm. to Accenture, big business consulting firms, and they do really well and they hire a lot of engineering <laughs> undergrads. Um, and it, it's such a nice and uh, it's very corporate and very um, kind of like, I don't want to say pastry, but it has that like corporate vibe. You know what I mean? Which a lot of people really I like. I feel like a lot of companies like, like the way engineers kind of like think, like the problem solving and like their technical skills. Has, have those skills helped you in your personal life as well? Like with financial management and things like that? I always wondered. Yeah. So I think like just learning business overall, like accounting is super important when you want to take care of your finances and things like that. Um, but it's also like in my classes, I'm learning about um, like predicting stock prices and stuff like that. And I just think it's super cool now that Bitcoin is like this huge thing and like cryptocurrency. It's just, yeah. it's really cool to like analyze and see like, hmm, do I want to invest? <laughs> what, what a good, great knowledge to have and how interesting that you got into this from a, uh, from starting for in biological engineering. Yeah. Like you very different. <laughs> yeah. I love that. And uh, that's one of, the best things about engineering how opportunities are almost endless yeah and you just don't know and you kind of go towards the direction that works more for your personality for your lifestyle for what your what your interests are you know what I mean it's actually funny though like uh my program right now we're the first people that are in this program so we're kind of like the guinea pigs Oh, so it's a very new program. Yeah, it's it's a brand new program. And we're the first people in the program. <laughs> Amazing. And it's at Guelph as well, right? You said. This is at Laurier. At Laurier, sorry. Yeah. Right, your undergrad was at Guelph. And then you, wow, Laurier, that's a top school. I don't know if uh, maybe some people are listening from like other places in the world, but <laughs> Laurier is a, it's a top school. How did you, um, so I want to know how you got in, into the program. Was it, your, they checked your grades, they checked your transcript. Was there an interview? Like, what was that process like? Yeah, so for the masters, you had to, um, you had an interview with mm-hmm. them, and you also had to submit a writing piece and your transcript to them. So your grades were important to get into a master's? Yes, degree. yes. Were your grades good? They were good enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm sure they were good. I mean, look at you, you're going to like one of the best. <laughs> That's amazing. So tell me about your plans in September for September 2021. So in September, I actually already have a job that's lined up Mm -hmm. um, and I'm going to be doing a data scientist position and I'm super excited for that. Um, Actually, so the people that I'm going to be working for, have you heard of Transex? Yeah, Transex, yeah. So I'll be working with Transex and I'm actually currently doing a consulting project with them for my school. So there's like a field project aspect to my program and you work with like a company. So that's how I got to know them. So, well, first of all, that's incredible. <laughs> Second of all, are you going to be working with the same people that you're working with right now, or is it a different department? Uh, I, I believe it's going to be the same people. The same people. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. Yeah, yeah I'm super excited. Kind of background info on them and like, you know, the people. Yeah. So it's almost like continuing with my consulting project that I'm doing. <laughs> 
I, I like how that's been working out for you. Like that's a nice, smooth transition from your master's degree and your master's degree kind of opened up a door for you. Mm-hmm. That's what, that's the best part about it, I think. And that's why I really liked this specific program because it had that field project aspect where you get like real life industry, like consulting experience. I did not know this existed, this master, this type of master's degree existed <laughs> because for some reason, uh, well, first of all, I probably didn't know about it because it didn't exist before. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it, when I thought about, get, and I think what a lot of people think about when they think, oh, getting your master's degree after engineering, it's an MN, right? And it's yeah. very technical, but uh, very interesting to know that these options exist. And one thing that I always say is, honestly, I think a lot of people just don't know what their options are with their degrees. Like once you get that undergrad degree, I, I'm sure there's a lot of things we can do with it, but we just don't know. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. <laughs> you know, what do you think is the best way for people to find out what they could do with their degree? Is it networking? Is it Googling it? What is, what's the best way you th- do you think? I think doing your own research, but also networking is, I think is super important. Like I've been to a lot of networking events um, from my, like in my master's where I got to meet a lot of different people in different industries, different companies. And it's just good to really like understand what types of jobs are out there, what types of companies are out there. And then from that, you can do your own research and kind of see like, oh, what do I want to do? Like, maybe I can go into this or maybe I can go down that road. So it's a mixture of putting yourself in in that environment where you can network with people and then also doing your own research. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a good mix of the two. What are some of your tips for some, let's say I have never been to a networking event. I'm I'm about to go and meet a bunch of like very experienced people and I'm very intimidated and I'm very scared. What -hmm. advice would you give me? I would say maybe practice your elevator pitch first. So, you know, how you're going to advertise yourself to the person. I know one of the networking events I went to, they were like, practice your pitch before joining the event. So I was like, okay, that's a good, that's a good tip there. Um, But being very open with people and being willing to learn new things and talk to new people. I know sometimes it can be a little intimidating if you're more on the shy side, um, but being able to be open about it. Tell me your elevator pitch. Give it, say it. Basically, what I told you in the beginning is my elevator pitch. There you go. (laughs) I practiced too many times. (laughs) Nice. It was clear, and it was actually thirty seconds. So good for you. (laughs) 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 Okay, so practice your elevator pitch, and uh, be open to discussions with people, and like open to learning from people. Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like even to develop your social skills, you need to kind of be out there and like talk to different people. And that just helps in general develop your social skills. Where do you find these social events? You said you you went to a lot of them during your master's when you were doing your master's, right? Was yeah. like people told you about them? Um, where did you find these? About these? Yeah. So the, the school would always send out these um, emails being like, oh, like this guest speaker is coming or this network event is coming to the school and like you can register for it and it was just mainly from the school where um, I saw these networking events but I know a lot of people also post things on LinkedIn that you can join as well are you active on LinkedIn I'm active on LinkedIn yes yeah like so (laughs) do you and (laughs) 
How active? I don't know. No, what I meant was um, because I see so many posts on TikTok and on Instagram and uh, like people that I would call them like career coaches or uh, I don't know, people that are their pages around like giving tips for your career. So a lot of people are talking about how, you know, amazing LinkedIn is and how um, uh, people are actually finding a lot of jobs through LinkedIn. So what I meant by like, are you active on LinkedIn is, have you ever found something super useful on there? Have you ever networked on LinkedIn or was it mostly like in-person stuff? Um, A lot of people will reach out to me on LinkedIn and see like what industry I'm in and maybe try to connect or ask me any questions. And I'm always open to answering people's questions or even have a a call with someone and discuss things about maybe my program or what engineering was like. Um, But also LinkedIn has a lot of good features where you can like take these courses, you know, those like link the LinkedIn learning. So you can kind of like learn different, like different things like, Maybe it's like accounting or finance or learning how to use Tableau and things like that. I found that pretty useful. Like I did a lot of those before I started my master's program because I knew I was going to learn how to do Tableau and I had never used it before. So it was a good tool to kind of just jump, jump in there, learn a bit of Tableau before I actually did it in my master's. Interesting. How long was it? How long was the uh, course? I think it's only a few hours. I can't remember. Oh, it was so long ago, but yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Or maybe it's like, maybe it's like, I don't know. I think I kind of like split it up because some courses are long. It's like 12 hours and like, you got to like watch videos. So you got to kind of like take your time. It seems like you're very, you're a very active person and you put yourself in the, like you actively go um, searching for something to learn. Um, like you, you, you pursue what you want, even if you don't know necessarily, like you yeah. said, like it's hard for you to pinpoint what you want to do in the next 10 years, but you're very active in going after something to learn. Right. And you Mm -hmm. put yourself in those situations, which is so important. I think what an important quality quality to have, like obviously on top of all the technical knowledge (laughs) that you have. um, I think that's such a, such a great quality to have to like kind of move forward. Yeah. It's good to put yourself ahead of the game instead of just lagging behind. I love it. That's amazing. Um, and so a question I have about when you, um, talked to your, the people that you work with right now, when you talk to them about getting a full-time position with them, um, is it like a, what, how does it, like, let's say somebody who's listening doesn't know how it works. Like, is it a one-year contract? Is it how to, what type of a contract do you make with a company when you start? Working so with. I feel like it's different for every company in different positions, but sometimes companies will offer you on a contract and then sometimes they'll offer you on full time. So let's say it's like a year long contract, then you're guaranteed to work with the company for a year. Mm-hmm. But if it's full time, um, usually you work there for more than a year. It's not like, oh, you only have 12 months to work with the company. Mm-hmm. And even sometimes with contracts, right, they'll extend your contract and they want to hire you full time after or even just extend your contract. You're right. Sometimes they want to hire you full-time after. Yeah. And do you have a probation period or not? Just because they already know you, you kind of go right into the... Uh, yeah, I do have a probation period. I feel like typically in companies, it's around three months. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so you still have that as well. Cool. Yeah. And did you negotiate salaries or because it was your first job, it was kind of like, no, this is the offer. Okay, I'll take it. Um, what was that like? Okay, so it's actually funny because I had two other offers 
and one of them I had to accept like the next day so I kind of like told them like hey listen like I have these two other offers and I need to respond by tomorrow and they got back to me super fast with an offer and I liked the offer so I was like okay nice. <laughs> I'm signing with them <laughs> amazing okay so you were honest with them you told them you had the two offers and uh yeah. I'm assuming you got the other two offers by actively <laughs> searching <laughs> Right. Yeah, yeah. Like I was applying to jobs ahead of time. And I know a lot of companies are like, whoa, it's too early. Like you only graduate in August. Like I started maybe in like January, February. And I know it's kind of early, but I didn't want to like wait too long. I'd rather have something set out for me. You're not a procrastinator, are you? <laughs> I mean, I can be sometimes. <laughs> it depends. I love that. No, you're right. It's never too early to uh, start applying. I remember when I was an undergrad and people were, people had started looking for jobs in third year. And that really stressed me out because I didn't start looking and, and it was my bad. Like I should have started earlier, um, but I didn't start until I think it was like midway through fourth year. So we only had a couple months till we graduated and I was like, okay, I guess I should start applying. And that's such a bad thing to do because it's so saturated at that point. Like everybody's graduating, everyone's looking for a job and um, you definitely did the right thing. So that's a great tip to kind of start applying earlier, even if it feels like it's too early. Yeah, because even when I did apply early to a lot of places, they're like, oh, it's a little early, but let's keep in touch. Like I'll, I'll reach back out to you in July. So that's another thing. Like it's good to make these connections so then you can, you know who to reach out to in the future. Um, when you're looking to apply for a job. Mm -hmm. I love that. What's your, what does your ideal day of work look like? Like your work hours, your work environment? Um, do you see yourself in a nine to five job? Do you see yourself in a flexible hour job? Like, what does that ideal environment look like for you? Mm -hmm. Well, obviously, like, it would be nice to have a flexible schedule, you know, people have appointments, things come up. Um, but typically, I am expecting the nine to five, especially when I start my career off, because that's just like the typical like eight to four, or nine to five kind of situation. But in terms of work environment, I think that's a huge thing. Um, I think that the, one of the most important things, like it's not always about salary, but having that good working environment where people are always supportive, they're friendly. Um, I know I've worked in some places that are not as supportive and friendly, and it's just it doesn't feel as good to be working in that environment. So even if your salary isn't as high, but you really love that environment, I think that's just perfect. And it works for you. I totally agree. Um, there's this, I was talking to somebody and they were, uh, it was like the same situation. I was interviewing them and she was so smart about, about going into an interview with a company and asking them questions about their company culture like obviously that was an interview for them to interview her to see if they want to hire her but because she had such a bad experience before that at other another company um she was kind of asking them like, okay so like how do you advocate for a woman in stem how do you do these things which was so interesting to me like i would i never would have never thought of doing that right like going in and asking these questions but apparently um they uh they really like that and even though they maybe they might have not been as 
um, like active in advocating for a woman at the time when they were hiring her, they ended up doing it after she started working in that company. So I thought oh, that that's was so awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was very empowering. And it's these little small things that people do. It's not necessary. It doesn't always have to be like, you don't have to be a online social influencer 24 seven to make an impact. You know what I mean? It's all these yeah. like small changes that you do in your everyday life that would uh, end up being a bigger change or like making it better for the next person. Yeah. And that's why I think diversity is so important because people can bring these new ideas up front, like the way, she, just how she did. Mm-hmm. And it just, it changes everything. Do you have a mentor? I do not have a mentor. <laughs> Good. I like, I like, I like, I like the honest, like, I like that you're honest and like, cool. You don't have a mentor. Are you looking for a mentor? Do you care for having a mentor? Do you feel like you need a mentor? <laughs> I feel like, like, even in like the jobs I had, it's almost like my supervisor was my mentor in that moment and in that job. And I feel like I've learned so many different things from my different like supervisors or mentors. Um, but it's, it's always nice to have someone there to like mentor you answer your questions kind of like lead you in the right direction so I didn't have a mentor for a long time a long time like for when I started um yeah I didn't really have anyone that would like yeah you're right like there were people around that would you know answer your questions help out they didn't like I wouldn't call them a mentor like didn't they didn't have that role for me um some people go out and actively look for mentors which is really good but a lot of the times it just kind of happens and you meet someone Mm -hmm. and you kind of click and because you have to have that bond with them right like yeah they have that like you're their passion project and they you know work on you and they advise things to you and you're also like admire them they're like a role model for you yeah I would love to be down the road be someone's mentor if someone wants me to mentor them (laughs) Oh, you would be a great mentor. <laughs> you would be a great mentor. Yeah. We should have a mentorship program. Yeah, that would be nice. Would be I good. think that's a very good idea. I think we need a mentorship program. Because you know what's interesting? Like, people think that you need to be maybe like a CEO of a company to be very inspirational or, or, um, or be – be a mentor but no like if you're a second year student you can mentor a first year student yeah exactly like if like for like you have you're doing your master's degree you could probably mentor someone who's in your master's program or who's somebody who just started or somebody who's in fourth year or fifth year their last year undergrad so it's important to see to know that like you can be a mentor to somebody that was in your spot that is in your spot that is in your that spot. That was in your spot. <laughs> that currently is in where you were like a couple years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you get what I mean? Yeah. Awesome. Well, Whitney, this was so much fun. I'm so happy that I got to talk to you and I'm so happy that we got to like sort of meet. But yeah. um, I think your story is very, it, what I really, what's very, what I really like about it is the fact that it's so unique, like your path is so unique. And uh, do you think it, do you think what you do or the path that you've taken so far is in line with who you are and your personality? Or do you wish to, for it to be a little bit different in some areas in the future? Um, 
if I were to go back, I think I would have done the exact same thing. Good. Yeah, I would have, I would have always chose this, this route. Mm-hmm. That's what makes people happy. And that what, that's what makes them persist and like keep up with it for a long time. Because if what you're doing isn't in line with who you are, Mm-hmm. It gets very tiring very quickly, and that's why a lot of people give up on things. Yeah. But when you like, just like you said, like you you make sure you have time to do the things that you like, and whether mm-hmm. it's working out or you know whatever your interests are, making sure you while you're working, you're in that environment that you like, and it gives you opportunities. And at the same time, you are who you are, and you don't have yeah. to change yourself for it. I feel like that's what's gonna make you, you know stay in the industry for a long time yeah for sure (laughs) well it was really nice meeting you you as well thank you so much for having me on here (laughs) start this mentorship program asap (laughs) yeah i'll join (laughs) i'll be the first to join